This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, Griffin here. None of these scenarios are based on any real life incidents. Everything is made up entirely on the spot. Take it away, song. I'm Griffin. I'm Bones. And this is Killed to Death. The improvised true crime podcast. It's true. And everyone, luckily, um, for those involved today, we, uh, we're happily married. But for people that aren't, and some people are single, and it's tough in quarantine. That sucks for them. <laughs> it sucks hard for them. But they're trying to get by. And um, what a lot of people are doing is... They're trying to watch, you know, movies or TV shows and they're synced up with someone that they're trying to go on a date with. Like a Netflix so, party situation? Exactly. And sometimes when you're not using Netflix, you got to do it manually. Um, and we have, of course, our top recommendations for what's best to watch for these kind of synchro dates. Yes. Number one uh, for a synchro date uh, is Salad Fingers. Yeah, <laughs> this is of course uh, a classic film that I only recently thought about for the first time in years. Uh, and you go back and you watch it, and it's not funny, and uh, you don't understand what the appeal was. Uh, and so, yeah, it's kind of an anomaly, eh? Yeah, I also just heard a camera sound, and I don't know if that came from your end or not. I think Mike was taking a picture of his dick. <laughs> yeah, Based dude. on rock and roll, dudes. <laughs> There was like off camera. His hand was off camera somewhere. We just heard the sound of a, a click. I just wanted this memory to be kept forever. And I, this is what my dick like looked like during the record. Uh, well, Steve, what's your favorite thing to sync up to? Um, I, I love to watch... Um, home movies i think that's probably the best way to get to know each other yeah um now how do they because you're syncing up how do they get a copy of your home movie gotta mail it to them mm. and that's easy to do you just use um envelopes a box any of that kind of stuff i've accidentally before sent dates your home movies and then me and her have to you know watch a home movie of, of you as a kid well you don't have to you get to we have to do it <laughs> Four hours. It's, but the thing is, I'm actually, I was so funny as a kid that it's actually, it's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You're, it's clear that you've had a bathroom accident, you know, in the middle of a university class, and we can kind of chuckle at that. No, that's actually a prank for my like Instagram prank account where I just, I, it's awesome. I like, I show penis in a lecture. I like rip a big bong in the lecture. I have like 13 million followers yeah. on this new account. And they're all these sick vids like that. You, I go to the gym while people are on the treadmill and I pull their pants down. In a lecture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're on the treadmill trying to learn and you fucking pants them, man. Well, it's phys ed. It's a, <laughs> it's a, course, it's a course on running. University phys teach. ed sucks because you have to do it. Yeah. And they yeah. always do like the beep test. Yeah. And I go, here's a beep for you you teach you know what i'm saying and i censor myself that was your I... instagram yeah <laughs> it's called beep you teach Pick me up uh what i will uh sync up uh, i i like to do with a date is uh, uh we'll both watch a video of my previous zoom call with a different date cool yeah that's kind of cool and you critique it yeah exactly and i'm like here's what i like about you better here's what i like about you worse Mm -hmm. yeah what to work on see how i'm smiling big in this video do you think i'm smiling as big right now etc and just guess how big you're smiling 
Yeah, it should be, whatever the answer is, it should be easy to tell whether I'm smiling bigger or not. Yeah. You can also call post. (laughs) Post is always an option. I wonder if that is uh, a joke for anyone else. Probably not. Not for me. No. Speaking of things that uh, aren't for anybody else, but just ourselves, (laughs) you want to solve a murder on this show? I would love to, Steve. The victim, Jeremy Puddleston, found dead in the projection booth at a theater. Today's guest, Snake Pine Needle, projectionist. <laughs> Snake, hello. Uh, are, you la- are you laughing at my name? No, sorry, Mr. Pine laughing? Needle. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Pine it. Needle to you, my friends. <laughs> my friends call me Snake, and you ain't no friends yet. But let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Um... The uh, this thing that you just did, uh, what was that about? You guys talking, just just doing jokes back and forth. We were trying to do a murder here. There's a murder, and you guys are just talking about. No, those are know, real suggestions. Those are help. Those are helpful tips to a listener. But it's. I also have another issue. You call it a Go cold ahead. open, but it comes after the theme music. Can you explain yourself? Uh, you know what? Good note. Uh, and That's I feel actually, like you're someone. That's a great point. You're someone we do have to listen to uh, when it comes to podcast notes. Uh, that's been made very clear to us uh, through a bunch of emails. Uh, and so we'll make sure to incorporate that. Thank you so much, Mr. Pine Needle. Snake. You can call me Snake now. <laughs> oh, now we're friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, now we're cool. That went now we're so cool. well that we can call you Snake. Yeah. Yeah. We really, we're jiving. We're jiving and jiving snake what's going jiving. on guys you are so yeah a, a movie theater guy saw murder. projectionist yeah yeah projectionist you know it's a it's a dying art you know like a like like a samurai sword maker you know it's it's a skill that is going away you know now people just you know slap in a blu-ray disc and hit the play button but instead of making roll, a samurai sword i mean like samurai swords a dying art form now you know to learn how to make the perfect sword in a shop, you know, in a tiny village to craft the sword perfectly by hand. You know, there's not many people who do that anymore. And projectionists, same thing. Just like that, man. Just like that. Yeah, it's all about reels. You know, you're putting reels on. People don't do that anymore. I mean, a lot of people are getting into reels through Instagram. Oh, shit. They are bringing reels back, yeah. 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 Yep. And fleets through uh, uh, with Twitter. Too. Yeah. I thought and fleets yeah, were dead. Yeah, fleets through that cranberry juice guy. Yeah. Oh, Fleetwood Mac. Oh, Fleetwood Mac. Okay. They uh, never God. left, dude. Yeah, man. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> yeah, man. Fleetwood Mac's huge. And I, I do have to ask um, where are you that your theater is still operating during COVID? Brisbane, New Mexico. It's the only. Um, mm. It's the only part of the continental United States that does not have no coronies. <clears throat> you don't have a single coroni. No single coronies. We put we put a we put a wall up around the city. Oh wow! No one comes in. No one goes out. And you want to know why? Why? It's not racist. That's awesome. But it's a secret. I don't. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but you but can just tell have... us that it's not racist. Yeah, we have to believe you on that. All right, you got to earn my friendship. All right, we already got Snake. Where you, you already got that out of me. You squeezed it out of me. I like you two guys. You're trying to solve murder. You're trying to do good to the world. That's great. That's wonderful. I saw a murder. It was very grisly. But you got to earn the trust. You know, I mean, what if I tell you about our little city and then you try to come through and break our perimeter and then all of a sudden you've given coronies to all of our township? Not. Yeah, that's a good point. Not having coronies must be great for you being in the movie theater business. It's amazing because what we do, and it's kind of a thing, uh, you know, before uh, all this pandemic went down, uh, we were a huge, uh, a huge destination for people coming from all around because of our famous, uh, what we would do is uh, we wouldn't serve people popcorn in bags like every other theater. What we do, what I do, is personally the projectionist puts every yeah. popcorn kernel in his mouth and then will uh, in- inject it into your mouth. And that is Projected kind of just showing the camaraderie. Projected. I'm, a, I'm an injectionist, yes. I'm a projectionist <laughs> slash injectionist. 
and uh, <laughs> and I put it into their mouths, and it's just get builds a connection between me and them, so we can all just sit back and they can trust me to show so, their film to them. Sorry, you mama mm-hmm. bird a single unpopped popcorn kernel into their mouth. Well, it put an unpopped kernel into my mouth, and then it pops on account of my high body. It's a, it's a projectionist thing, but uh, we do run hot. So uh, it pops in my mouth, and then one at a time, I insert it back into their mouth uh, before the movie starts. Uh, and uh, also, we also do that with soda as well. Uh, it does come out quite warm, uh, <laughs> but it is part of the experience, and I think you would really so- get used to it. Are you? This is all pre-movie, and then once the movie starts, you're heading up and you're dealing with the reels. Yeah, it's pre-movie. Yeah, it's, it's pre-movie, and it's also one kernel at a time, so it does take several hours. But uh, it's all part of the experience. You this know? is what people come for. This is what they come for. Come from all around. How how long does it take for an average movie goer from like as soon as they enter the theater to when they leave? How long is that process of them seeing a movie? Uh, you know, I mean, let me just put it this way. The name of our movie theater is Fortnite Cinemas. So, <coughs> two weeks. So you love video games? I do love video games. Yeah, but uh, we since the perimeters are locked down, we don't get a lot of video games in here. So we're still we're still going off of Assassin's Creed Two. But you haven't gotten any more recent <laughs> games in <laughs> since Assassin's Creed Two. Yeah, because of the pandemic. Yeah, we got it. We got the pandemic early too. We got it. Uh, <laughs> but, but no case. Does this, 2009. Does this mean that all the movies you get have to be made within Brisbane, New Mexico? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, we we were a hotspot. Um, we're a hotspot. Well, what are some of the biggest films that people might not know were actually made right there in Brisbane? Uh, Terminator Zero. Okay, it's, and it's that's a prequel. The, yeah, it's uh, we kind of made our own little prequel, uh, and it's about. You know those two. Uh, you know those two like uh, biker gentlemen that Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, came up to and was like, "I want your clothes and your motorcycle." Those three guys. It's a story about them. Uh, really gets in. I think Bill Pullman maybe was one of them. Anyway, gets into their lives. Uh, it's really good. Really, it gets. You know, it gets a little sad. It's a little heartwarming. One of them lost their mother uh, at a very young age, and he's dealing with that. Uh, it's very passionate, um, and then uh, the movie—it's just—it's really just a a tale of three buddies uh, and their personal stories. And then at the end of it, they meet a robot and he kills them. So it's really <laughs> good, and I think you would like it. Well, I wish we could come and I wish we could come see it, but we don't obviously want to bring Coronies to where you are. No. No. But how have you been keeping things fresh? I mean, this has been a long time where it's just. All you can, you have no, uh, no imported video games, no imported movies. So, uh, what, any, any kind of tricks you've been using to keep it exciting for the people? To keep things exciting at the movie theater? Well, you know, we've been busier than ever because uh, it's very popular on Instagram. Everyone wants to show off on Instagram that they're at the movie theater. Um, so, yeah, it's been really busy. You know, we got a Titanic Zeros in theaters right now. So, uh, What's so that that's about? going really well. Oh, it's uh, uh, it's about the people that made the boat. <laughs> Those three guys. Yeah, the three guys are biker gentlemen. And then it ends with them getting killed by a robot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's Titanic Zero. Uh, it's really popular, real big hit right now. Yeah, we're thinking about making a sequel to it. It's going to be called uh, Titanic One. <laughs> but you know, you know that's that's coming down the pike. Anyway, saw a big murder too, uh, really grisly, really brutal. Uh, but also a little thing, another thing we got going on: Avatar <laughs> Zero. So, oh, well, James Cameron's got five planned ahead, and you guys are planning backwards. We go backwards. He goes forwards. We go backwards, and that's the thing. Yeah. You know, we're not James Cameron. You know, he's always looking into the future. Uh, but what we can do is pick up the scraps and look at what he left. So, <laughs> so you guys he left some, He left some stories behind. He left so some, what's some, what? Sorry, what's Avatar table. Zero? Uh, how'd they get blue? You want to know how they got blue? Yeah. You watch Avatar Zero. I don't know if I can reveal it, but let me tell you. Have you ever seen uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Violet Beauregard. Remember, she ate all those beer berries, and then she got blue. Let me tell you, Bubble Avatar gum. is related. They're all in the same film, film cinematic universe. Wow. Wow. Okay, so everyone yeah. in Avatar is blue because they ate Violet Beauregard gum. <laughs> That's right. That's right. 
That's right. I mean, please don't tell anyone, but that is kind of the the central plot does revolve around that. So you uh, are a projectionist at this theater. You work, I'm assuming, after you do all your kernels alone in your booth. Mm-hmm. Yep, alone in my booth. Very, very isolated lifestyle. Uh, but you get used to it. You know, you get used to it. You know, you just look at pictures. You Moving yeah. pictures. Well, yeah. I watch the movie it's playing, but I also have a Polaroid photograph of my wife who ha- who has died <laughs> 10 years ago, brutally murdered uh, in front of me. And uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. I shouldn't but it was, have it's laughed, sad, but it's cool. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's been ages. We've all got over it. And honestly, you know, I've seen mo- I see murders on the movie screens every day. And... You know what's what is a you know what's another little murder? So yeah, my wife's dead. She died in a grisly, gruesome way. But I have a nice photograph of her in a bikini, and she's got one hand behind her head. You know what I mean? And the other hand's on her hip. So it's one of oh, those. Oh yeah, like, it's really really erotic. It's black and white. Uh, so I look at that as well. <laughs> Even though it was only using... ten years ago, <laughs> this was a twenty eleven yeah. Polaroid in black and white. Yeah, I was mean, this I mean, like. Was this when you went to one of those like county fairs and you <laughs> were you supposed to dress up as like cowboys and they take like a sepia toned like photo of you guys, but she decided to make it a bikini pic? It was at a county fair, yeah, but also, uh, you know, I mean, it's, this is this is Brisbane, New Mexico, and you know, we just, you know, we were just, you know, in two thousand eleven, uh, we hadn't really just gotten uh, the color photos in yet, but now they're in. Now they're here. They they've arrived. I think they arrived last last uh, April, uh, and we've all been doing colors photos, and it's been it's just been a real game changer. We've had v- video cameras though, you know, our movies are in HD, and they always have been. Uh, but with the Polaroid, it's, it's just been it's been an uphill battle. But you know, when you got when you got them walls up, you know, it's harder to get stuff in. But you know, how how long have you 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 mentioned you had Coroni early? How early did you have it? Oh, I had it in two thousand eight. You had it? I had it. I had it. beat it. Killed it. You know what? Just sheer um, triumph of will. You know what I mean? Uh, is, that, is, that, is that the name of a Hitler book? I think it might be. But yeah, I mean, let's be real. You got to fight it. You got to fight. Fight or flight, my friend, and I ain't no flight. Did some people run away from the city? Uh, a lot of people did, but then when they hit the, uh, we have the our force field, the the electrified force field. Oh, uh, not a, a wall. That's electrified. Yeah. This is much different. Oh, this yeah, this is high tech field. for a black yeah. and white place. Yeah, it's like um, it's electrified, so a lot of people have passed away uh, around the perimeter. You can't see the force field; it's invisible, but you can see the charred remains of all the people that have tried to uh, leave or come in, and so that is kind of your barrier where you shouldn't cross. Yeah, are they still like stuck to the fence where they were trying to climb up? Yeah, a lot of people are. Yeah, it's like that scene in uh, in uh, World War Z when all those zombies were climbing up. It looks like that. Can you tell well, me about World War Zero, the movie? Oh, absolutely. We got that one going on. So uh, you remember Brad Pitt from World War Z? We got World oh, War yeah. Zero. I remember him. So before the zombies. Yeah. He had a family. He had a nice, uh, loving relationship. Uh, they had some turmoil, but in the end, uh, they worked it all out. And they were better for it, and then zombies came, so and killed them all. Uh, but that happens, you know, you know, off camera. So it's just it just ends with uh, the wife going, "Huh, there's a person outside, and he looks a little silly." <laughs> that's, that's the last scene of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, a, did I, you know I uh, Jeremy Puddleston at all? Mm. Oh, sorry. No, it doesn't. Sorry. Matter. Go. You, no, you go. <laughs> No, it, it you you would see quite quickly that it doesn't matter, and we should follow your line of questioning. <laughs> Steve, you've already you've already backed off once. I'd love to cede the floor to you. Okay. Now, I, I, my suggestion was to call it uh, uh, World War Y. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That is good. Oh my God! Holy! Yeah. Sh- and you were just gonna let that go? Well, <laughs> Y comes before go? Z. World War Y, man! Oh my God! You know what? We can. Uh, we got to talk later. We got to get you into uh, Brisbane because uh, we need producers, idea men like you, over here. Well, I'd love to come in. Is is there a way for you 
like is there some kind of system in place that the shield ever comes down or or opens what's in a certain secret? section or anything? What's the secret? I mean, when it comes. Oh yeah, what's the non-racist reason that it's up? Well, we can potentially uh, we can possibly let you in. I mean, so you've heard of Hollywood? You've heard of that? Sure. Hollywood. Oh, California? it's like uh, Bollywood yeah, yeah. West. Yeah. So Hollywood? well, actually, it's, it's funny that you say that. Yeah, because because we're Brisbane. Uh, so our version of Hollywood, yeah, is called Bollywood. We've <laughs> called it that. So, um, so yeah, it is like a, it is like a similar to Bollywood, but it's it's Bollywood, and that's where we are. And uh, it's a big industry here. And when we got idea men like you, we can make we can make exceptions. You do have to quarantine for uh, fourteen years, uh, <laughs> but then once that period is over, we can let you into the city walls, and you're welcome to. Uh, Join our ranks. We get you into a writer's room, and we got you on World War Y. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's a Thank great deal for 2025, you, uh, 2035, and, and you'll be in. Yeah. You guys haven't even had it for 14 years. Yeah. You know, rules are always changing, but, you know, you got to just try to keep up. Everyone's trying their best. So how many, yeah. how many people do you have quarantining there right now that you're just waiting to get out to become ideas men for you? Oh, 280,000 approximately, but... <laughs> A lot of them do pass away. Uh, there is a lot of fighting in our quarantine uh, zone. Uh, it's very small. It's a Holiday Inn. Um, it's a Holiday Inn. It was a Holiday Inn. Uh, it has been hollowed out. So it's a large warehouse kind of uh, airplane hangar. Do you just shove a bunch of people in? Because mm-hmm. this yeah. doesn't seem like qu- yeah. like quarantine or isolation. <laughs> we shove a bunch of people in. There's a bunch of cameras uh, in there to watch them. Uh, and then whoever survives uh, gets to uh, join the ranks of the Bollywood elite. And, <laughs> um, you know, sometimes no one survives. Uh, but, it, you know, it's all televised. Uh, it's all televised on TV. It's called, uh, it's called, we call it the Running Man Zero. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like, a, you know, a, a, a last man standing, last person standing. I apologize. It's not gendered. Uh, any, everyone's welcome. No. Yeah, anyone can die in your Holiday Inn. Yeah. I, I've got a dumbass question I should have dropped a long time ago. Uh, did you know Jeremy Puddleston at all? Oh, yeah, Jeremy Puddleston. I did see him brutally murdered in my uh, booth. Yeah, Had you known him oh, brutally you saw him murdered? I did. He was my best friend uh, and my uncle. <laughs> Damn. You've had a tough life, my man. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was my... He was my best friend first, uncle second. That's how close he was to me. That was the order in which uh, things happened with you two? You were best friends for a while, and then he married your aunt. Yeah, we were best friends, and then he married my aunt and became my uncle. Uh, yeah, so I just kind of, yeah, that's exactly what you said, but I said it in a different, using different words. But yeah, that's right. You used the same words, I but think you added the same more words, in between. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, that's how we do it here. Well, yeah, it's kind of the yes mentality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this character uh, that I am uh, appears to be uh, very verbose. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people say mention- that about me. Hey, you talk a lot. But, yeah. you, s- you saw him brutally murdered. Do you mean you witnessed this murder happening, or did you just see his body? Uh. So I saw his body. I guess, for, I, I, I guess both, to be honest with you. I saw him brutally murdered, uh, at which point I left the room. And then as I was walking away, you know, like when you think like, oh, I forgot my keys or whatever. I was walking away and I was like, wait a minute. He was being murdered. And then I went in back into the room and discovered the body. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those situations. It happens a lot, I'm sure. So you mentioned. You, you guys probably get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. This happens almost every episode. You mentioned that it was a very grisly crime. Can you describe the scene when you, first of all, walked back into the room and discovered his body? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I walked back in, okay, at this point, uh, he was um, kind of on uh, on his on his back. Uh, his uh, chest had been ripped open. Uh, so there was a small incision from his chin uh, down to his genitals. And his uh, entire tip skin was flayed open like a butterfly. Tip of the dick, from tip to taint. He was fully, fully, fully split in half. And uh, he was butterflied open, like a little butterfly. And uh, his intestines were in 
the ceiling fan and the ceiling fan was running so the uh the uh he was kind of as as his intestines kind of got collected in the ceiling fan uh he started being lifted off off the ground and he was spinning <laughs> around right and just spraying blood and feces all over all the walls got in my mouth uh it was not good I and mean, there was a movie happening at the time uh, actually uh um, what was playing uh the last house on the left zero um and it was playing so uh and then uh some blood uh splashed uh on through the little window uh, onto the screen and everyone watching the movie thought oh this is the best horror movie i ever did see that's what a lot everyone said that in, in unison simultaneously yeah yeah yeah, in unison. Yeah, so that was really it was really momentous moment for me. Really, really powerful. Um, just connectedness of all the audience at this movie theater. So also, very grisly murder. What What was oh, going? I got a, I got a note. Oh, okay. No, I got a note. You yeah. should call it Last House on the Y. Oh, that's good. Wow. Okay, we can ex- expedite you. I think if I can, I have some forms we can fill up, but we can get you down to thirteen years. We can get you into that writer's room. Yeah. What so? What was thirteen years of surviving your Holiday Inn death match? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> what was uh, the scene then when you had left? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, a um, a gentleman had come to to see uh, to see me because there there was an audio issue uh, or so. He said, "I do not make mistakes, though. I do not make mistakes." But he said, oh, the audio is out of sync on the last house on the left. Man, we, what a missed opportunity. It could have been the last house on the left. Why? But anyways, uh, he said the audio is out of sync. And I was like, oh, uh, let me go check. I didn't believe him. Uh, I was like, let me go check. And he said, no, you can't. It's too late. You've already ruined my experience. And for that, I will murder this boy. Uh, my uncle was there. Uh, and he killed him. He killed him. <laughs> what we're going to do is take a quick break. And when we come back, hopefully we can figure out who did this to Jeremy. <laughs> and we are back. We're of course still here with uh, Snake Pine Needle, Snake Pine Needle, uh, which we can call you Snake now. Now that we're Call me Snake. Call me Snake. Yeah, Snake. Thank you for being here, Snake. Um, now you are a projectionist in uh, Brisbane, New Mexico. Of course, a place that has had the novel coronavirus for um, thirteen years at this point. You got it. Well, you yourself got it in two thousand eight, but you fought it off. Um, as anyone can do, it's either fight or flight when you get it and you chose to fight it. Um, so congratulations. Um, you, of course, you're a projectionist at the theater at the, at, at Fortnite cinema there and you, uh, you guys, uh, you get a lot of business because you offer a special treatment where you, uh, will heat up popcorn in your mouth and kind of projectionist it into the customers mouths kind of mama bird style you'll do it with the soda as well getting it relatively warm uh your projectionist there uh for the longest time all you guys had was were black and white photos um so of course all you have in your projection booth is the movie you can watch and a black and white photo of your wife in a bikini with one hand behind her head and one on her hip it's very erotic she was of course murdered in front of you brutally 10 years ago um, but you're past that, and it's all good now. Um, speaking of your family, now, uh, Jeremy Puddleston was your friend first, uncle second um, in that timeline, and uh, he was brutally murdered in front of you as well recently. It was at a screening of The Last House on the Left Zero. <laughs> you, of course, run, or you're part of Bollywood, <laughs> which is Brisbane's Hollywood, um, where you uh, create prequels to movies uh mostly adding a zero to the title uh such as terminator zero titanic zero and assassin's creed 2 um (laughs) you found jeremy puddleston uh in a grisly scene 
He was flayed open like a butterfly, his intestines spinning on a ceiling fan, feces, blood everywhere, it got in your mouth. Um, and of course, only moments before this, you had walked in or you'd met an audience member who was complaining about the audio in the film and threatened to murder Jeremy Puddleston. Is this an audience member that you'd uh, ever seen before at the cinema, a regular? Uh, yeah, I mean, first I got to say that honestly... Uh, that recap uh, probably helped me as much as it does the audience. <laughs> There's a lot that happened, but you know what? A lot happens around here. And uh, yeah, uh, it was an audience member that uh, I did. I had had um, altercations with before. Uh, one time he came up and said, uh, oh, the movie is too dark. He thought it wasn't uh, bright enough. Our uh, little uh, light bulb that runs the projector, we call it a light bulb in Brisbane. Um it wasn't uh, bright enough, he said. He said, it's not bright enough. So he thought it wasn't bright enough. So I thought it was bright enough, uh, but he said it wasn't bright enough. So uh, ultimately, we got no <laughs> And what was his complaint? It. What was his complaint exactly? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I, sorry if I wasn't clear. He thought it wasn't bright enough. So What did you think? We, oh, <laughs> I thought it was bright enough. To be perfectly honest with you, I thought it was bright enough. You're so he verbose. He thought it wasn't bright enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we got in a little tussle about it i tussled his hair he tussled my hair uh we, we kind of it ended up we ended up we did end up kissing uh in the end uh, it was like one of those moments like you know like an 80s oh uh, that is our skype theme unfortunately so i do have to accept this call because anyone can be added click the big hello button hello hello is this in sync? Is this podcast synced up? Oh, here we go. This is oh. him. This is the guy. This yeah. is the guy that Everyone, killed my uncle. Hands. Oh, Let's see your hands. Hands up. Here. Hands up. We're going to do a big clap all at the same time. Are we ready? Oh. Okay, yeah. Okay. One, yeah. two, three. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, we are all in sync. That was wonderful. Oh, great. That how's lined our, up how's our light? I think it's a little too dark. I think the light bulb's a little too dark. What do you Turn think? Turn up the brightness on your monitor. Hmm, yeah, let's I mean, see. this is that's, on you. That's this your screen. Oh, okay. Yes, you fixed your issue. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, this, Who are this you? This is what I'm dealing with. This is what we deal with. Who are we talking to here? I, I, I have a general sense of who you are, but who are you? I'm Principal Dill Ranch. Okay. I'm just making sure that everything's working well and that this is an enjoyable experience for the listener. And Principal Dill Ranch, what exactly are you principal of? Schools, bars, pretty much everything in Brisbane. It's true. It's true. He's a very well-known figure. His face is on every billboard by law. Do you recognize me? Here, I'll do it. Come to my office. Hmm, seem familiar? Yes, 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 yes. Uh... Yes. Wow. Yeah, okay. It's, it's his catchphrase. Uh, he even had his own. He even had his own short-lived sitcom uh, from uh, 1992 to 2017. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I that wish. I wish it didn't sitcom. get canceled yeah. right away like that. Yeah, and that was his catchphrase. He'd go, "Come into my office." And then it, the camera would zoom in on him, and it'd be like, "Woo!" Yes, it was called it was Dill like Ranch really, Zero. Really popular. Yeah, Dill Ranch Zero. It was, was very popular. It's very popular. It's a Bollywood production then. Yes, yes. They played it at the theater. Do you know the Brisbane Theater? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I know the Fortnite Cinema. And so, Snake, does that mean you've been playing this all these years? You were watching the sitcom on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, it was really. it's a really popular industry. I mean, uh, the rest of the world hasn't caught on to it. But, I mean, going to the theater... At 7 p.m., prime time, popping in for 22 minutes to watch a movie, to watch an episode. That's I mean, right. it's 7 the whole town gathers together. Prime time. And then you spend hours yeah. in line to get popcorn in your mouth. And then 2 a.m. rolls around and you get to see the newest episode of Dill Ranch Zero. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, I mean, this, I mean it, it will catch on eventually in the rest of the world. But, you know, we're always ahead of things like that. Yeah, I mean, you guys run a murder hotel and you're covered by a force field, so... Yeah. You're always ahead of the curve. Yeah. Hey! Exactly. I've kissed you before, haven't I? Yeah. 
yeah, you remember when we got in a big argument and then we were like, no, it's, oh, it's bright enough. It's not bright enough. I said it. So first of all, I said it was bright enough, right? No, and that you were was saying Steve it's not from enough. just a moment ago. Oh, no, this was at the movies. You said the, the light bulb. Yeah, you talked about the light bulb. Oh. light bulb. You remember you this? Said it, it's not bright enough. I said it's bright enough. You said it's not bright enough. I said it's bright enough. And then you said, no. are you as turned on as I am? That's right. And then, I, and then <laughs> and we just started were. kissing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was. I was. <laughs> I can barely follow who was on whose side of this argument. So I'd love to turn it to a different argument. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another argument that uh, Snakes mentioned that uh, you were upset about the sound sync on a different day. This was the day it was a screening of The Last House on the Left Zero. Do you remember this? No, last. It was, oh, yes. Yes, I do remember Last House on the Left Zero. It should have been Last House on the Y, first of all. <laughs> oh, an ideas man. That's, that's why good. I'm here. I mean, it's good. That's, just, that's why you're principal of most things in the town. Yes, schools, bars, the dump. <laughs> yes, yeah, I remember. So you remember this screening? I do remember this you argument. Remember complaining? Yes, the audio started about three hours before the movie, and then we hear the credits roll, we hear the music, and then that stops, and then we've got about a half hour of silence <laughs> and darkness, and then the visuals start playing. Then we see the Universal logo come up to silence. And I think this, this can't be right. So I march myself up there at the projectionist booth and I find Snake. And then we kiss for a bit, first of all. Oh, yes, I left that part out. I almost forgot. But yes, we did kiss. It was very passionate. Very, very tongue tongue forward, I'd say. Ever since our original well, argument about the, the light bulbs, every conversation we have starts with a big, long, meaty kiss. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not uh, uncommon in Brisbane, I'd say. And is it yes, also we hate through, each other. Uh, principal. Yeah. Yeah. Nemesis. hating someone. Um, I believe the quote we have for you, Principal Dill Ranch, is, uh, I'm going to kill that boy. Oh, yes, yes. There was a small child in there. They seemed like they were friends. <laughs> Anyways, I was, I was terribly upset about the quality of the film, obviously. The audio far out of sync. So... He says, no, no, the audio's fine. I disagree, and I say, I'm going to murder this boy. Then, he leaves the room. I go downstairs mm-hmm. and try and find an implement that I can murder <laughs> that boy with. Then, by the time I go upstairs, he's already dead, and you wouldn't believe the scene. Intestines. Please, tell us about it. Caught to the ceiling fan, he was spinning around, spewing feces and blood and semen all across the room. His body... <laughs> Cut down I didn't even notice the semen. Right to the tip of his penis. Remember, this is a child. This is horrible. <laughs> well, it's it's not. It's your uncle, isn't it? I think my best just, friend first. He might just be second. a short man. No, 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 no. It was not. This was a child. So. Oh well, is, Snake. Is that true? Your uncle's a child. Um, he was a child. Yeah, my uncle was a child. My uh, because. He married my sister, who was also a child, so it's okay. But also... Right, which makes him your uncle. Yeah, that makes him my uncle, I think. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. It all checks out, except for the, you know, but he is dead, so that's sad. Well, given your authority, I'm inclined to believe you, Principal. Yes, thank you. you. Good boy. So, I come back into the projectionist (laughs) booths with my shotgun that I found downstairs behind the (laughs) concession stand. So I come in, ready to shoot the head off this boy. But here he was, dead, spinning around the ceiling fan. Snake, standing there already, mouth agape. It was get, it was being filled with the feces and blood. And I say, what's going on? And then I said, <laughs> you killed them. And I said, right? of course, Then we no. kissed a little bit. Yeah, he said no, but I didn't even hear him because I got lost in his eyes. And we did... Uh, I would say, conservatively, four hours of heavy making out and petting. Uh, and then once we were done, I said, did you kill my best friend first, uncle second? And I said, no, but I was about to. And I said, okay, well then I guess you're innocent. I can I, Now, Snake, I can only assume that you already told this man this information because it seems so pertinent to the story. I actually forgot about this part because I had blacked out because I was drinking uh, Hennessy. <laughs> I had a whole bottle. 
now it's all coming back to me. So yeah, that is true. I did originally say that you murdered him, but now I know you didn't. So we're cool. How often are you chugging Hennessy in your projection booth? I mean, you got to keep it interesting up there. You know, there's a reason yeah. that all those projections run hot, and uh, it's a mixture of uh, uh, Hennessy and uh, uh, um, like uh, motor oil. We and I drink. turn them we on have to drink it to keep our bodies. He does. He gets mm. he gets me all juiced. Honestly, if anyone gets me juiced, it's pre- we hate each other. We're nemeses. We're I hate your guts. Rivals. I hate you, and I want you to burn up in a pit. But I, God, I if you aren't the most hottest specimen I ever did see. So it's mutual. And uh, Principal Dill Ranch, you um, good boy. You <laughs> you went down to go find the weapon, and I'm curious while you were down there. Um, did you see any other people from the theater maybe coming and going as well or uh, notice anyone else going to the weapon stash? No, well, you see, not many people would think that there's a shotgun behind the concession stand, so no one else was making a break for the weapon stash. However, when I left the projection booth, there was about three or four people in line who looked like they also wanted to give Snake a piece of their mind because of the unsynced audio. Interesting. What made you think that? Because they were pounding, pounding their, their fist, fist into, into their, their palms. palms. Mm. Did we just say <laughs> that exact same specific thing at the exact same time? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, we did. That's, you did. That's remarkable, it. Steve. <laughs> hey, can I say also? Uh, it's a good visual. They were pounding their fist into their palm. So we're we all can kind sync of on that the same up. Page here. <laughs> Let me tell you, though. Uh, they were all pounding their fist in their palm. They were all angry, but they're all wrong because I do not make mistakes. My movie is perfect. I am a craftsman. Are you saying that's how Last House on the Left Zero was supposed to be played? Yeah, it's art. Uh, it's art. Uh, the 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 director, uh, Pickle Nicholsworth, is <laughs> is an auteur. He's an auteur. He's an artist. He is a perfectionist. His movies were designed very carefully and deliberately, and that was how it is supposed to be. You mentioned that the Universal logo comes up. That seems like you you shouldn't have these on these movies. It's part. It's a, it's parody law, man. It's a it's a parody. It's a it's a you know it's allowed. It's okay. Yes, you know, that's right. Fair use, dude. Yes, and S- Snake, I have to ask. Um, what were the circumstances? I've been curious ever since you mentioned it. What were the circumstances of your wife's murder? And was it anything remotely close to this? No, it was honestly uh, totally unrelated. Um, I was uh, at the in the projection booth, and uh, they so they uh, thought that the the film wasn't bright enough. But that's I me, thought it of was course. I enough, came right? up. <laughs> he came up, yeah, and I said it wasn't bright enough. He said it is bright enough, or. Or whatever, we kind of got missed, you know, it was going back and forth about whether it's bright or not. You know, it's not, we could sit here and split hairs all day about who thought it was brighter and who didn't. The point was, one of us thought I it was, said, one of us thought I said it that I was going to murder your wife. He said he was going to murder my wife. So I walked out of the room and then I was like, wait a minute, don't murder my wife. I went back in, he was gone, and my wife was splayed open with her intestines in the ceiling fan and she was spinning around, spraying blood and uh, feces and semen into my mouth. Uh, and, uh, then, uh, you did, Principal did walk back in after that, and we did end up kissing uh, quite a bit. That's right. I had gone downstairs and found an electric chair, and I was trying to haul it back up to the projection booth. And by the time (laughs) I got back in, he was already standing there with his dismembered wife. Yeah, but that happened in July, so it was kind of totally of a different situation. It was warmer. It had a different feeling. It was warmer. There was kind of... Oh, okay. You know, summer was in the air... You know, it was kind of a, just a morning. different vibe. Yeah, a different vibe, different energy, you know. Okay, so it sounds yeah. like that's not helpful at all. No. I don't see, I don't see how it would be. Exact but same man, three her. to four people were standing outside the projection booth that day. Mm-hmm. But again, this was July. Well, I don't know why that matters. Yeah, they probably were hot and they wanted to go inside and see a movie. But yeah. you know what? The day Jeremy was found, that was also in July, so... Yeah, that was also in July, but it was at 2.30, and, and uh, that it, my wife was found at 2.15. Uh, but in both cases, yeah, yeah, it was the same three people. Uh, even Jack McBrayer was there, and uh, he, 
and he was wearing a shirt that says i love butterflying people even uh, jack mcbrayer yeah jack mcbrayer it was there not the jack mcbrayer a different one come on Get no real. the nasty one right yeah our jack mcbrayer is terrible yeah oh yeah he's nasty he's nasty uh, but he had a shirt on that said, I love uh, butterflying people open and tying them to the ceiling. So I, that's always stuck in my mind. I was just like, oh, that's weird. But I don't know if it's And what else helpful. do you know about this this nasty, terrible man? Well, every day he Who shows Jack up in prayer? that shirt. I make him come to the office and I have to mm-hmm. chat with him about it. And I call his parents and then I make him turn it inside out and walk back out. And he still wears it every day. <laughs> He's dedicated. That's right. Every dedicated day I see this nasty, art. horrible man. In my office, nonetheless. And is, that, <laughs> and is that at the dump, or where is this? Yes, he works yeah. at the dump. Or lives there, I don't know. Not important. You have an office in all these places. Regardless of what's happening, get in your office, is what you say. Um, well, I think it's fairly clear that he probably did it. No, there were two other people in line. Yep. Okay. All right. One guy had a shirt that said, I love seeing dead people spin. This was, of course, Judah Friedlander. Yeah. And uh, the other guy had a Van Halen shirt. So Scott adds it. <laughs> yes, yeah, Scott adds it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Famous uh, Second City alum, Scott adds it. Yep. This was the real Scott adds it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is him. He, a lot of people don't know. I mean, you probably haven't seen him around much since 30 Rock because he moved to Brisbane. He lives here now. And he can't leave. He cannot leave or he will be no electrified. One no one can. He knows. He knows. It's not racist. It. It's not racist. It's not racist. It's just a dome you. over the city that electrifies anyone who tries to leave. Yeah, That's right. anyone who tries to leave. And, it is, and, and it's not a wall for racist reasons. And it's, it's disgusting that you think that. But Steve. I cannot tell you why it's there. Detention. Oh, come on, Principal Dilch Ranch. <laughs> I'm going to make you write lines saying that me, Principal Dill Ranch, isn't racist. <laughs> you got to do it. If that's my detention, that's my detention. Well, I think we can... Should we just agree that the three of them conspired together? How are we going to narrow it down? Oh, it seems like they're all ultimate, like they're all equally guilty. Well, I mean, if I had to pick one of them, I'd say Scott Edsit. Van Halen, you know, that's devil's music. And Principal Dill Ranch? I'd have to pick Jack McBrayer. All right. Oh, yeah? Was... You think so? I think Uh-oh. it was Scott Edsit. I think it was Jack McBrayer. <laughs> I say Scott Edsit. I'm going to take off my shirt. I'm going to take off... My pants. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now things are heating up. I'm going to touch one of your balls. <laughs> I'm going to touch one of your butts. All right. For the listeners at home, they are in two different locations. <laughs> Very clearly. Just kind of miming this in the air. These are promises but... for later. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm going to get well, this to you. Before this gets too hot and heavy, I suppose, we, uh, we'll we have to narrow it down. Who was the middle one? Judah Friedlander. Judah oh, Friedlander. Right. That's one of those right. Hats. So, and you know what his hat said? I yeah. did it. I'm the murderer. Okay. I think that's a compromise, right? That's fair. Let's kill agree. him. Yeah. When it comes to the criminal justice system, I think it it really comes down to whose clothing is the most... Uh, has the most uh, evidence. So it yeah, comes Judah Friedlander. Down to who is standing in between two other suspects? Mm-hmm. That's right. And That's right. And be, well, you guys couldn't agree between the other two, so this is yeah. the only this is the only way to do it. Hmm. And also, uh, I am curious what is the what is the uh, punishment like in in Brisbane? Oh, it seems like a pretty brutal place that you have here. But for me, um, suspension. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, the when uh, he will, if he does go to court, and we do have a legal system, and if he is okay. found guilty by a jury of his peers, he is sentenced mm. to be mayor for six years of wow. Brisbane. Yeah. And that's kind of a fate worse than death. Uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, it's hard to be mayor. 
you know, you got to decide uh, how much electricity goes in the walls and stuff. So, stuff. Could you say a number up. that's right? Seven. Oh, okay, never mind. You should be mad. <laughs> and that wraps up another successful episode of Killed to Death. It was Judah Freelander, of course, because he was a man in the middle with a confession hat. I would like to thank Matt Probst, of course, who did our theme song. Uh, I want to thank you two for both being on. I want to say rate us and review us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen and tell your friends. Uh, Follow us on Instagram, Kill to Death Podcast, Twitter at uh, K2T Pod, or email us at killtodeathpodcast at gmail.com. And you can suggest a murder like this one. It will be exactly like this episode. Only suggest exactly what happened in this episode. And that's really all that I'm interested in, in and that's all I care about. Um, Snake, is there anything that you want to plug? Maybe your, your I mean, your theater business. Theater obviously. business. And, and I'm excited to have you down there. I can't wait till 2034 when you yes. will be coming in. Uh, yeah, so we're excited. We'll get the ball rolling on that. Uh, but besides that, you know what? I don't really have a lot to uh, to tell you about. It's, you know, now that the whole world is finally caught up to the coronies uh, that we've been having for a long time, we're all stuck at home and listening to podcasts. And I, I just, I want, you know what, I'm, I'm going to plug not a podcast and not a, uh, not a specific project, but a whole network of podcasts. What do you think about that? Uh, the ultimate uh. plug. Yeah, the ultimate plug. <laughs> Uh, it's called, it's a little podcast network called the Sonar Network. Uh, I don't know if you guys know of it. It's, it's pretty big deal in Toronto and a lot of great shows on there. Uh, so I think you'll find some good shows on there. Um, wait, actually, I'm just looking at the website now. This is called Kill to Death. This is what we're doing. Is this Kill to Death? Mm. You guys are Sonys? You guys are on the Sonys? We've been part of the Sonys for a while. Yeah. For the last 13 years. 13 years, man. Rock and roll, dudes. That's, that's great. That's my favorite net netty work. I think everyone should go check that out. Go to the sonarnetwork.com. Check out all the great potties. You're sitting at home. You got nothing to do. You want to listen to pods? The sonarnetwork.com. That's perfect. Is that a plug? I totally agree. That's a perfect plug. And of course, Principal Del Ranch, anything you'd like to plug? Stay in school and love your principal. Hmm. God, you're so beautiful. Fuck. I'm going to tear you apart in a good way. Oh, I'm going to allow you to do it in a good way. And uh, this one goes out to all our student listeners out there. If you're a student of any kind, a student of science or otherwise, keep your stick on the ice. Hmm. Hmm. Killed to Death is produced and engineered by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky. Special thanks to Katie Lore, Matt Probst, and Tom Shank. Rate and subscribe on iTunes and like Kill to Death on Facebook so they know how to value their worth as human beings. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! And uh, this one goes out to all our student listeners out there. If you're a student of any kind, a uh, student of science or otherwise, keep your stick on the ice. Hmm. Hmm. That's the Kill to Death theme song. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>